0: Hello, everybody. My name is Inkozy Kennedy, and this is the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Also on this is my co-host, John. You want to say hi, John? Hey, everybody. All right, so we got an action-packed day for you today. We're going to talk about a little bit of the shake-up at DC, and John is going to give you some of his food picks. So without further ado, John, send us off.
1: Well, uh, I'm gonna start a little spicy today with Dave's hot chicken. Now, Dave's hot chicken is a is a growing popular uh, chicken chicken restaurant. Real good. If I had to if I wanted to give like a gist of how how I personally feel about Dave's um hot chicken, it's kind of like a ranch one, you know. It's really good. The chicken sandwich is on point, but it, it, it's it's a it's a restaurant in its own class, pretty much. Now Dave's Hot Chicken. At first, I really, to be honest, I really wanted to. I I, I in a way kind of stalked this restaurant. Because when I first seen it, I first came upon Dave's Hot Chicken on Instagram. And for the restaurant to come to New York, now that's like a it was like a dream come true. Because I've been asking, when are y'all coming to New York? Or, are you doing any pop ups? And I was just real happy. Like my wife first thing says to me, Oh, Dave's hot chicken, grand opening. Here in New York, I'm like, I finally get to sink my teeth into this restaurant. I mean, just to see this chicken, I just wanted to really see if it was really all the hype. Like, a lot of people say the chicken's, like, also oh, so juicy, um, well-spiced. I had to see it for myself. And I had my wife uh, wait at the grand opening on the line. And she, she was like, it's a long line. And she waited. By the time we got to, I would say, by the time around, let's say, about 5.30, yeah, 5.30, we were at, we were in front into the deep, which was a. a we were, like, really, like, knee-deep in this line. Like, we were just, we just got on the same street as Dave's Hot Chicken by the time it hit 530. And then, slowly but surely, we climbed the line. We finally got inside after waiting online for, like, a hour and change. And I'm telling you, it was worth the wait. I mean, at the grand opening, all you had to do for anything free to get any of the free stuff, all you had to simply do was follow them on Instagram, right? And you got a free item. I mean, that 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 is something for a grand opening. I've gone to plenty of grand openings for Shakespeare, I ain't get it that good. Or better yet, I haven't gotten yet. You know, but I, I know for a fact from what I've checked out so far, haven't gotten it that good. A grand opening like that, all you had to do was follow them on the gram and you got some free stuff on top of um other uh on top of what you were already gonna buy I, I I felt I I felt so much so so much like I felt the glutton inside of me so I had to i had to put it in its place. I mean this this chickens was oh so good. I mean they're like all over California pretty much like, mostly all over California to Ohio, Arizona. I mean, just, like, they don't do like other chicken spots. You know? Like, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna see, oh, get 20 tenders or 20 nuggets. No, no, no. This place is on point when it comes to spice and quality of the food. Like, like, with this good quality, you, you don't need to double up. You, you're good with just maybe... I would say the most I've eaten was like four tenders. And then I was good. Literally good. Like the breading. They, with the breading, like they put everything in the breading. As of like the spice level is all in the breading. So I would say the top spice is... Like heat level is... Really hot. And trust me, it is really hot. Like literally, really hot. Now, when I say well made, I mean you can taste like like at the first bite, you could taste the spice. And then like depending on what level of heat you got, you taste it right off the bat. And then you got the juiciness of the white meat. I mean literally that juicy. It's not even dark meat. Most most spots I went to all do dark meat and they say it's 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 white meat, but it's like half dark meat, half white meat. So they're a hundred percent straight all white meat. And uh Dave's hot chicken for all my spicy connoisseurs, definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. They're located on 944 8th Avenue, zip code 10019, and they're not far from Columbus Circle, literally. You can take the train to 59th Street, and then you just have to walk on, along 8th Avenue to 56th Street, and it's, like, right there. It's right next to the McDonald's, and I got to say, McDonald's going to have some, McDonald's is going to have a, Hell of a competition now with Dave's hot chicken and man, I mean, at the grand opening, they ran out of chicken. Like they literally ran out of chicken. I didn't even see that coming. Moving on to another good restaurant, going to cool it down a bit and bring y'all to back to take y'all to Harlem for The Noodle. The Noodle is located on 370 Malcolm X Boulevard. All you have to do is just like literally take the two train and it's just walking distance from the two. Take the two train to and and it's literally, once you get off on of Street, like if you're walking towards going further alongside Malcolm X Boulevard, going uptown, you're going to bump right into it. Can't miss it. Now the Noodle is good. Real good ramen bowl. I stumbled upon it, this spot, walking from a poetry event at Harlem Shake. I usually go to um, Asian ramen, period, but I figured, let me give this spot a chance, you know, see what it's all about. Now, the the noodle has two locations. One location is on Malcolm X Boulevard, the other location is on 148th in Broadway. A little distance, but the sister restaurant, which is the one on Malcolm X Boulevard, has way more options than its Big Brother restaurant. There you can you you don't you can you don't always have to get ramen. You can get wings, you can get dumplings. They have varieties on have a larger variety. At the sister location than the Big Brother location. Now the ramen I say is really nice. Well, very well portioned. You're you're not getting skins on your meal. Definitely not getting skin. and it's well priced. I went and got a beef bowl, spicy of course, because I like it spicy, and I only paid seventeen dollars. Only paid seventeen. Also because I also got dumplings, so. Yeah, all came out to $17, which was very, very good my, for a bowl of ramen, because usually when I go to Asian ramen, I'm paying a lot more than that. The noodle is has slamming dumplings, and the wings are just amazing. This spot is well needed in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Outside of all the soup spots in Harlem, this takes the cake. I got to say, I even, I mentioned it to one of my coworkers to check this place out and they were battling the cold at the moment. And it was like, they went over there. Well, they didn't, they did, ordered on the Uber Eats and they was like, yo, you was right, man. This, this place is no joke. This is real good. Like, yo, I'm, I'm just, I got the thing you, he was telling me how he got the, um, beef, beef bowl that I had suggested. And, shoot, he had that, went to sleep, woke up a late, little later on that night, and he was like, shoot, I feel a little bit better. I was like, well, I'll go the noodle. So, yes, guys, uh, definitely check out the noodle and day's hot chicken. Very worth. If you're traveling from, far, you know, far parks in the fire boroughs, this is a spot definitely worth checking out. And if you're even in Harlem and you're looking for a good soup spot, definitely check out The Noodle. And that's all I will be saying for food.
0: Alright, so, John, we'll just jump right into the main topic. Um, There's been a lot of talk around D.C., around those whole parts about, you know, how the DC cinematic universe has been going and how it will be going in the future. The biggest problem I think for many people is they felt like with David Zaslav that he's just going to come in there and DC is not going to have a vision. Then when Batgirl was canceled, that also turned a lot of people off and the ongoing stuff with Ezra Miller around the flash and, Everything that's come up as just this big black eye and stain on DC. And news broke uh, about last week that DC was actually going to have two good things happen. Number one, it was going to have its own studio. It wasn't Mm going to be under Warner Brothers anymore. But number two is that it was getting two co-heads. One of those guys being Peter Safran, and the other one being the very, the much more famous uh, James Gunn, the writer and director yes. over Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, yep. the new Suicide Squad movie, as well as Peacemaker TV show. And they were going to be the co-studio heads. So I know that you're going to fanboy out over that, so I'll I'll let you have the floor and declare that everything is going DC's way.
1: Everything really is going DC's way. And it's about time. It is really about time. I, I was so happy to hear that James Gunn was going to be on board and also um, will be controlling the create um, creative rights on the directing and everything. I was like, yes. We're gonna have some DC movies that are that that now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna set myself up and put my foot in my mouth. So I'm gonna say we're gonna get some DC movies that we will constantly be talking about over and over with James Gunn now on board. You know, I liked I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I really like Peacemaker though. You know, I really like Peacemaker and like what they did with uh, James Gunn's participation in it really good. Like, I actually like people ask me when people ask me, like, what DC character, I was like, well, my favorite DC characters are DC characters, of course, in the Codiverse, but overall. I love all DC heroes. I just feel DC need if DC is going to utilize any of my heroes per se that I favor, we need we need somebody that's going to do them right. And I feel James with if James gun with James Gunn taking the reins on that, yo, I wouldn't be surprised if people are rooting more about DC. People root for DC just like they root for Marvel.
0: I mean, people already root for DC like they do for Marvel. DC's problem has never been about rooting for itself. DC's problem has been about having a cohesive vision and executing that vision. You know, That's and I, I really do find it interesting because you mentioned James Gunn, and he's only going to be the co-head, but you didn't mention Peter Safran. Do you know who Peter Safran is? Like, do you know why he's this big hotshot in, in Hollywood today?
1: To be honest, I do not. I, I, would, I would really like if you tell me.
0: Well, I mean, Peter Safran is, like I said, he's a big shot in terms of being a producer. And he's produced comedies as well as action and horror movies. So to put it into perspective, Shazam, he produced that. He also produced the Conjuring universe. So the last three Annabelle movies, as well as the Devil in the Home Conjuring universe movie, those were all produced by Peter Safran. So he, this is a guy that knows horror. This is a guy that knows uh, action. And he also knows a little bit of comedy, because he's also produced a lot of those low budget like disaster movie. He was on the first scary movie. He executive produced that. He was also, the very first movie he ever executive produced was a small movie with uh, Marlon Wayne's. I know you remember this movie. It was the movie called Senseless. And if you remember that movie, that was the movie where he was an experiment. And where he'd take a little drug and his five senses would be heightened. Do you remember that movie, John?
1: Oh, I remember that movie.
0: Yeah, so that was also Peter Safran. He was an executive producer on that movie as well. So this is a guy who has a large uh, breadth of movies that's been in multiple cultures as well as a guy that is a mover and a shaker. You know, so that that is very good for DC that you have a guy who's more on the creative side and you have a guy that's more on the business side. But there are still a couple questions that I have about this whole relationship that they're going into because they're going to be co-heads and it's probably going to work itself out. But I do think we should look into those questions and give them an honest go once over and, you know, give our two cents on them. Right. Of course. So, the first question that I think many people, like yourself, are thinking is, with James Gunn, you want James Gunn to be the Kevin Feige for the DC Cinematic Universe. You want him to go in there and you want him to have that overall artistic vision, right? Right. But, the thing that I think we also need to remember is that, Kevin Feige doesn't direct any of those movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He just executive produces. He oversees it, but he's not the director of it. So with now James Gunn, who is a really good director, as well as a good writer, as well as a little bit of a producer, do you want James Gunn the director directing the movies or do you want James Gunn the producer who hasn't really produced that many movies, he's not not as many or as successful as he has directed to oversee that universe.
1: I will say I went... Um, at first, I went in more producing, but I feel he'd be better with the directing to be honest, yeah. I would want him, I would want him like directing and making sure things are done right, as opposed to doing any of his producing. Now, the producing wouldn't be wrong. Producing him him producing anything would not be wrong, but out for what for the stuff I want to see that's been mentioned coming forward with DC now, I would prefer him in the director's chair. So that way, that way I feel more confident, I actually feel more confident with what um, succumbed to Soar in DC.
0: Okay. that's That's perfectly fair to want to have him as a as a director more than a producer. He is a very good director and his producing credits, I mean he's produced a little bit, but nothing like not as varied as like Peter Saffron and all that stuff. So here's the thing if he is going to be the director, then do you think that's going to impact the overall output? ...of the DC Cinematic Universe. Because I'm guessing you'll want... ...Pete, you want James Gunn over... ...every single movie that comes out... ...from the DC Cinematic Universe, correct?
1: Correct.
0: So... ...how many movies... ...are you comfortable with getting from... ...DC? Are you talking about just one a year... ...and that will keep you satiated? Or... ...are you thinking more... ...that you want multiple movies and maybe one of those movies Peter Gunn directs?
1: I want... I can go with one movie a year. I can go with one movie a year. Because the way I'm seeing... the Like, how I was seeing with DC before, and everything was like... Like, okay, coming soon, and then... Also, this is going to be coming out, and I was like, "Okay, I think we could slow down a little bit, you know? Let, us, let 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 one, you know, live a little, let it breathe, and then come out with the next." So I would, I would prefer, I, my heart says multiple, but my spirit says one.
0: Okay. I mean, that that could be the way it goes. I could see them doing a hybrid type thing. I could see Saffron taking over more of the producing side of it, while yeah, Gunn well, does I, I maybe that a little too. bit directing. Um, but I do think that, you know, that's... I think what can happen is more James Gunn might be in charge over the overall direction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Saffron will be the guy... Doing the day to day, uh, the day to day work of hey, this is how we get it done. Like, kind of think about it like with um, with Steve Jobs and uh, I can't remember his uh, his second Wozniak. Steve Jobs and Wozniak. Wozniak was the guy in the lab working on the technical stuff, while Jobs was the guy over the overall idea. And maybe they Mm -hmm. might take that route, where Saffron's the guy doing the day-to-day stuff while Gunn is doing the overall idea and doing the occasional movie here or there. You know, but, I mean, directing is a lot, so I don't don't think he's going to be doing nearly as many movies as people want or people expect him to do. Because then you also got to add in their TV and all that stuff. Right.
1: I mean, the DC, DC TV uh, universe isn't really that bad. You know, it's really not that bad. Like I Like, the shows I've seen so far that I really like, which hopefully, now that we got James Gunn and Peter Safran in the mix, we can probably bring back shows like Black Lightning. I would like Black Lightning to come back.
0: Oh no, none of those, none of those CW shows are going to come back. Really? I can, I can guarantee you they're not because those. That's a completely different universe. If they come back, they're going to be completely rebooted. They're not going to be the same one. But I do love that you brought that up because that brings and circles around to another big issue that's going to come in on their laps. Almost immediately. And it's kind of tied into a character. That was on those CW. Uh, that was on that Arrowverse. And that is of course. The Flash.
1: Oh I knew to have
0: caught I mean. Ez- uh-huh. Ezra Miller has been. Just the poster child. For what happens. When you don't take action. Effectively. So this is a big question that we do need to ask and that is, what do you think the action that James Gunn and Peter Safran will take in regards to Ezra Miller I mean, they're not going to take him out of the movie. The movie's going to come, out. They the like, come out. We know the movie's going to come out. So, what do you think they're going to do with Ezra Miller?
1: Wow, that I just blew. That's got my mind. I'm looking at a lot of possibilities. I mean, one of my one idea I have that they'll probably do is do like a maybe like with Ezra's Miller with Ezra Miller and all. Maybe with the way they're going with the Flash, that movie comes out, and then do something to maybe close out the character of Ezra Miller being the Flash and then do like a whole reboot. Not not reboot. Well yeah, probably do a reboot. Or like they or do like they did with um or they could go the do like they did with the whole um how they've picked different Spider Man's over the, you know. Like, attack their like with the whole multiverse. Like, Ezra Miller is this Flash. And then they just bring somebody else in, in, into the Flash mantle.
0: That's possible. It's kind of
1: like how, I, I like, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do, I, I honestly want them to do the whole attacking of the multiverse. And I think James, with with James, Guy and Peter Stavra, it they would be able to do it right.
0: I think they would. I, I agree. I think, I think they have the tools that could lead to a multiversal thing with, uh, with the DC Cinematic Universe. And I do think that they can truly, truly push a cohesive storyline across multiple movies and not have everything be a one-off. I also think that they're going to maybe do more with the JSA because we talked about in our Black Uh. Adam review. We both really liked the JSA, you know, them as a group, and we would love Mm. to see them in another movie. And I think with Peter Gunn, he would do that. I think he I think he would bring that in there. You know, I also think we might see with James Gunn in there. Maybe the teen Titans are going to come more into play in the d c cinematic universe you know the Dakotaverse could come into play yes,
1: DC. please Dakota verse okay now with the Dakota verse
0: that's that's not a I
1: could see go ahead go ahead huh go ahead I, I now now remember the remember the question you asked me about James Gunn putting in producing yeah. I would say I could see him dabbling, doing a little producing with the Dakotaverse. You know? I see him doing a little producing with the Dakotaverse. No. Being I... that, yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, no. No, that's all I was saying. I could see him doing more with the Dakotaverse as a producing wise. I
0: mean, he could. It's definitely possible. I mean, James Gunn, I think, does have the directing chops that he could do something with the Dakotaverse. I think it's much easier for him to do other things, but he could work some magic in there with the Dakotaverse with you know static shock and all that and you know Icon. brother Icon and all those characters. But I do think when we loop back to Ezra Miller, I think Ezra Miller is gone after this movie. You know, Flashpoint is a very easy way to explain why Ezra Miller doesn't look like Ezra Miller anymore. Mm -hmm. and you could just replace him, I just don't think it's smart to keep a person who's been this volatile for this long onto your brand. I mean, we've seen it nowadays. Companies are much, much, much more apt to cut ties with somebody who they view as being problematic. And, you know, it's whether you like it or you don't, I do think that it's something that companies do need to keep a mind of. And Ezra Miller has caused way too much. He's he's gone above and beyond, I think, the level where he just can't be this character anymore. Like he could be tour de force in the movie. And I'll still say he was amazing in that movie. And I'm so going to be happy when he's no longer the Flash just because of the amount of chaos. I mean, we were joking like a month ago about there being like an Ezra Miller watch in Hawaii because he was causing that much just controversy and getting arrested that much and breaking into people's homes and fighting people and biting people in Hawaii. In Hawaii, he was doing that. So I don't I don't really know what else you can do with Ezra Miller except replace him. I mean, I'm not gonna speculate who they should replace him with, but I think he's definitely this is the last movie he's gonna be in. I do mm-hmm. think we're gonna get another Justice League movie. I don't know what that movie's gonna look like. I do think that, you know, just big picture. I think okay. I think big picture we're gonna get a lot more possibilities but I do want to end this on you because I know like I said you're a huge uh, DC fan so I just I think you should end it with the hope that you have for the DC cinematic universe going forward
1: okay so my hope with the DC universe going forward is literal. Redemption for every movie we did kind of messed up on. You know, I know we have some good movies that we did right: Shazam, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You know, those DC films are all right, but what I want and 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 the movie that i want them to even though ryan reynolds i love you so much love you ryan reynolds uh, man i want to see them do another green lantern preferably just um yeah another green lantern i want to see another green lantern But the Green Lantern I want to see is JSA Green Lantern. That's the Green Lantern I want to see.
0: I mean, I honestly, I think if you're going to do a Green Lantern movie, I think you should embrace the fact that the Green Lanterns are an organization of themselves. Because I think Green Lantern movie is a perfect opportunity to do old Green Lanterns and new Green Lanterns. Like... In the comics right now, isn't there an Asian woman playing Green a Green Lantern right now? Yeah. yeah you can, right now. Yeah, we you can bring in that old Green Lantern, bring her in as well, and they could just be a dynamic duo. And it could be Green Lantern with the both of them on the poster. You know, like embracing the fact that Green Lanterns can be anybody. That's true. You know, and I I think I think that's one thing that James Gunn will bring to this uh franchise as well as just DC as a whole, because I think James Gunn follows the rule of the audience does not know what they want until you give it to them. That's right. And it sounds like a weird thing because when you see a lot of movies you see all these tropes all these easter eggs and everything like that and what pro- the problem with that is simple when you are making a story you should just make a solid story the biggest problem as we talked about with Black Adam was the story the action was great the story was not good if the story was better Black Adam would have been an amazing movie, but it wasn't. It was just okay because that story was just so tough. And with James Gunn, in the movies that we've seen them, especially in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and Peacemaker, you know, we've seen him do good stories. We know that he can write good stories. We saw it with the Suicide Squad. He wrote oh, a yeah. good story. So, I think James Gunn is going to focus and bring more of a story focused uh, take on the DC Cinematic Universe. And when you do that, then you can do a Green Lantern movie where you have, you have a, uh, you have all the Green Lanterns in there, and then maybe you add a brand new Green Lantern that we've never seen in the comics or anything like that, and you can do all of that and it can be amazing it it could oh yeah it, it will be abso- it could absolutely be amazing and you could just you could do exactly the thing that star wars was afraid of with the force where you're saying anybody can have the qualities of being a green lantern cuz you could have a green lantern be from an oppressed background you could have a native american green lantern just Somebody get it, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you know, Green Lantern isn't about nationality or anything like that. It's about having the will to fight, yes. and that's and that's what I have, and I'm a Green Lantern. You could you could absolutely do a story like that, and you could see very easily how that story could be amazing. While you could also bring in an older Green Lantern who you could say this whole time." The reason he hasn't been protecting Earth is because he's like, I have to I have to guard an entire sector. I can't just guard Mm -hmm. Earth. Like, all the times that this has been happening, I've been off-world protecting other planets. That's why I can't be everywhere at once. You know, and then you could position this new Green Lantern as being like, things are getting even crazier on Earth. So you need to be here and protect our home while i'm out there protecting everybody else. And you could you could absolutely do that and it would work so well. It could be such an important touchstone, you know? Mm-hmm. And i think that's the thing that's got me most excited about James Gunn is that James Gunn has shown that he can get to the meat and bones of a story as i've said before. James Gunn is going to give I think DC fans fans period of storytelling he's going to say you don't know what you want until I give it to you and once I give it to you then you will know what you want and it's really going to be fun when he gives us what he's going to give us I mean just think about it we're seeing that holiday special where Drax and uh mantis are going to be hunting down kevin bacon yeah (laughs) absolutely hilarious you you couldn't have paid me to guess that plot line and when i saw it i was like this makes absolute sense this is this is in the characters yes the characters would try and kidnap somebody to make one of their crew members happy that that makes perfect sense you don't when the logic makes sense for the character when the motivation makes sense for the character, it's so much easier and so much more fun for everybody to buy in. You're not wondering, why are they there? You're just thinking, how is Kevin Bacon going to potentially get out of this? And if he isn't, how is he going to react to being taken to Star-Lord and being like, oh, my God, it's you, Kevin Bacon? It's going to be like, why the heck am I here? Like, they could do a Footloose reference in that movie. Ugh. And none of us are ever going to like you know forget it and we're just gonna be like, yeah, this makes perfect sense this mm-hmm. this makes perfect sense. I don't I don't need any background if I know these characters yeah that that that's it this is it. So you know I think James Gunn is gonna do great. I also think Peter Safran's gonna do great because he's done a good job at you know, promoting, and producing movies. His movies make money, and I think he's going to be the great, you know, he's going to be the great counterbalance to James Gunn, where James Gunn can think big because Peter Safran is making sure that the money and the assets are all there for him to think big. So I think this is going to be a really good pairing, and, you know, let's let's hope that the Dakotaverse comes up you know? Maybe yes. maybe I'll mail in my script for an icon movie or a static shock movie featuring icon. You never know.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can do it. you never know. Possibil- there are possibilities though.
0: Yes, there are. There are absolute there possibilities. There are
1: possibilities. Like 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 I, I if if they do a static shock movie, I, I would like to audition for the Bang Bay a Bang Baby.
0: I mean sure, you can you can if they if they actually do it, I'm sure that they will have auditions and we'll make sure you get down there so you can audition to be one of the Bang Babies. Even if it's just a Bang Baby that's like, oh, what happened? Oh, nothing. I just, I'm able to light up the tip of my finger like E.T. This is a bad Bang Baby power, but all well.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm w- No, if I had to, if, if I could, if they allowed me to pick which... Which Bang Baby character I would I want to be? I would totally, totally, literally pick the Shadow.
0: I I just pick a Bang Baby that when every time he closes the refrigerator door and opens it up, it always fills with food that isn't expired. I, I think that Bang Baby would be very much valued. Even though they wouldn't appreciate him until he leaves, and they're like, "Oh, now we have to pay for groceries." I miss Paul, and that's that would that would be my contribution. Okay,
1: yeah, I can I'm, do that. I'm
0: fine being the I'm fine being the joke character if it means I can be in Comic Cons from now till forever as the guy who, whenever he opens up the refrigerator, there's always food in there. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, that's a superpower that everybody can get behind.
1: Yeah, you know, that super. Anyway. I, I wish I had that power right now.
0: See, already, already, you think it's dumb, and then you think <laughs> about it some more, and then you just say, Yeah, I wish I had that superpower. Yeah, yeah that like, superpower like, would be great. Like, keep everything
1: in a perfect, like, 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 like it was when it freshly came out the oven, and be able to do that. Oh,
0: man. See, everybody. That, 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 Everybody doubts the superpower until you think about it. And then you're like, yeah, that is actually a helpful superpower that I would want as me right now in my day-to-day life.
1: Okay. What about time travel?
0: I I don't need time travel. Like, if you gave me that power, the amount of money that I would save on groceries alone would be worth it. Hundreds of dollars Uh. on groceries saved. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're right there.
0: Hundreds of dollars on groceries saved. And you know what? If every time I open up the refrigerator door, it's always fresh, guess what? I probably don't even need to have the refrigerator plugged in. So that means I get to save on electricity costs as well, which is also going to save me money. I'm thinking snap. 3D chest. 3D chest here. That's oh, it. snap. He just checkmated me. (laughs) This is 3D chess here on the Two Sides of Coin podcast. But, you know, we're not going to get into our favorite mutant powers. That will be for another day because it's time for us to say goodbye to all you guys. So, John, tell people where to find you.
1: You can find me on Fat Man Loves Anime NYC21. Feel free to DM me and ask me about uh, about the restaurants.
0: All right. And as I said, for me, if you want to find me on social media, please do not. I'm not going to respond. However, if you want to contact us in terms of the podcast, please feel free to reach out. If you want to email us, you can email us at two sidespodcast at gmail.com. That's T W O S I D E Z podcast at gmail.com. All one word. You can find us on Instagram at two sides of a coin. We post not only the episode, but we also post clips during the week. Mm-hmm. You could also find us on Twitter at two sides coin. Please feel free to reach out. You can find us on Spotify. You could find us on most podcasting apps so hey guys reach out we love to hear from you and have a very good day and remember fresh groceries is its own superpower yes